Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. This is episode five, and I'm your co-host, Leanine Heiss. I can't wait for today's conversation. Today, I'm joined by Bible to School CEO, Corey Pennypecker, to talk about some world changers, the great need they saw in their community, and what they decided to do about it. Spoiler alert, they told the children about Jesus. We're also talking about three spiritual questions all kids want to know the answers to. Let's dive right into today's episode. Well, Corey Pennypecker, welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Hi, Lee. So good to be with you again. And before we start, let's hear a little bit about you, our co-host, and why you are a co-host at You Can Tell the Children. Well, Corey, you already know this story, but I'm sure our friends don't yet. And that's that I have been involved with Moms in Prayer International for years. And one of the things that I have had the opportunity to do was to host their podcast for years. And I love that job. Loved getting to meet people that are involved with people that are praying and interceding and working in the lives of the next generation to introduce them to Jesus. And so, Corey, uh, about three years ago, you were one of my very first interviews. And I remember thinking, boy, God, you sure have an anointing over Bible to School and Corey. And it's been so funny. You and I have had several touch points over the years. But Pennsylvania, the place where Bible to School is headquartered, has just continued to be on my radar. And watching what God has been doing through Bible to School has been so fun. And so when you called and said, hey, can we talk? I was just like, well, Lord, if this is where you're working, then I'd love to join you there. Well, I'm so glad you joined us. And uh, we just have so much fun together. And we have we can tell the children together, right? We can tell the children. And today, Corey, we're going to talk about why we need to tell the children. And there's tons of reasons as we watch the news today. The statistics just make my heart ache. We are in the middle of the greatest mental health crisis that our world has ever known in light of the pandemic, the things that are going on. Our kids are seeing increased depression rates. And, and, and we know all of these things, but at the foundation level, I mean, we are really burdened that kids need to hear the good news about Jesus. I know that's a personal passion for you too, right? It is. It is. And, and what's the funny thing, Lee, about Bible to School is that it started back in, in 1979 with a group of pastors that created it, but it, they did it because uh, it was in response to, in 1979, the biggest problem then was divorce. It was the st- rising divorces and children being in two different homes. And people were afraid that the children wouldn't know about God because they weren't able to get to church every week. So they started this program and, and it, the release time, it t- kind of took off 
Back then, 59% of Americans attended church weekly, and now only 24% of Americans attend church weekly. So what I found out is that more people listen to podcasts than go to church so or have Netflix accounts. So it's definitely something that is passionate because we don't, we don't want to lose the next generation. We want them to know about God. Well, I think it's so fascinating that when Bible School found its roots, which you were not the founder of Bible School, that is just something that when I learned that, I thought, oh, what? No, I know. I was, I was in grade school. <laughs> right, right, right. I, 1979 is the year I was born. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing is that they saw a need in their area and decided that to meet the need of this broken home and this divorce rate, that they needed to work with children. Why do you think that they started with children and not just like, you know what we need to do? We need to do divorce recovery workshops right now or whatever. Why Why start in school? Right. Well, I tell you, people, can, the whole community can come around children. They want to protect them. They want to love on them. They want to make sure that they have all the tools they need. We do that in education. We spend thousands and thousands of dollars on education and on, on sports. And so, you know, but children, I've said this before, ch- children are mind, body, and soul. And so this particular group group of people and several other groups across the country, they said, let's invest in their spiritual well-being so that they have a foundation and a basis so that they, they can have that hope and those seeds and not be broken as adults, you know, they, or they have the tools to find that peace that passes understanding. Mm, it's so good to know that we have that peace, but it's so interesting that when we go about doing that, that when we see a problem in the world, a lot of times we need to chase it upstream. And the founders of Bible School realized that upstream of the divorce rate were the children who were going to someday be married themselves, but that also actually kids could help be the solution to the problem. And that's what Bible to School is finding is that a lot of times these kids invite their families in. The kids are actually the ones that bring hope and healing to the parents, right? Yes, absolutely. We have often seen children uh, attending. We had a little girl who went and made sure that she wrote down everything, everything about Jesus and and about this. And and she went and told her dad about it because her dad wanted to know about God. So they're they're connecting their families to God. and, And that's so, so important because sometimes what we're living through right now, I don't know if people really realize this, sometimes there are two generations who don't know about God. And I have a, a story about that that just happened this week. I was in a business and a, an executive assistant pulled me aside and just looked at me and said, you know, if someone doesn't know about, if a child doesn't know about God, you know, how do you tell them? How do you tell them? Because she said that her granddaughters don't know God and her, her kids, the, their parents were not letting her talk about it with them, but they were going to go on vacation. And she said, they said I could talk to them about my faith, but I, I didn't know how. So I was honored that she asked me that and I was able to tell her. And of course, I gave her a link to this podcast because that's what we talk about all the time on here. But these grandmothers, these kids, they're finding that there's two generations who don't know about God. So it's very, very important, very vital right now to do, to do this. 
You know, it's interesting, Corey, too, as I was thinking about this as we were getting ready, is that King Josiah was two generations removed from godliness. Like he had a wicked father, a wicked grandfather. And so in two generations time, they lost the word of God. And by the time Josiah's having people clean the temple out, Hilkiah, the priest, brings the book of the law and was like, we found this book of the law. And they didn't really know what it was. And the king started reading it and started just rending his garments and realizing exactly how far off course that is. But King Josiah was a very, very young king, a young leader. He was eight years old when he became king. And this probably happened in his teenage years. And so I think we often minimize the importance of children in sharing faith. And it kind of reminds me that we really are only one generation away from God being forgotten. And I, I wonder what you think about that too. Well, Lee, every generation of children have spiritual questions. And all kids want to know three things. They want to know, where did I come from? What's my purpose? And what happens after I die? The Bible answers those questions. Faith answers those questions. And quite honestly, those are questions for everybody. So that's why it's so important to invest in children and to let them know that they have a God who made them. They have a God who loves them. They're here on purpose. And you know what? If they believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior who came to die for their sins, they're going to be in heaven someday. What a such a relief. When I tell children that, you can see the relief leave their face. They're just, oh, wow, okay, that's great. So it's definitely something that children need. There's a, a study that was done by Dartmouth University that talked about how important spiritual training is and, ha- and how children need these questions answered or there's anxiety involved with them. And this study done by Dartmouth University is called Hardwired to Connect. And it said that children's brains are hardwired for a certain level of social and spiritual connectedness and that the society is lacking in fostering this connectedness. And so children are actually suffering because they're not getting that spiritual nourishment and they need that. And it kind of comes out in, like you said in the beginning, rates of depression, anxiety, attention deficit, you know, all kinds of suicidal things, a mental, emotional, all those things can come out, but spiritual love and training can really help in a big way. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. God knows my name. We've been exploring why it is so important to tell our children about the amazing God we worship. Our children ask great spiritual questions, and this one in particular points to the need in all of us to be known by our Creator, that He knows our name. When children don't hear and know about God, they go looking for their identity in things of this world, which never fill the longing in their hearts. What a privilege we have to introduce children to their Creator and Savior. Yes, God does know your name. Corey, I think as we think on those three questions that you brought up, I don't think I'd ever really thought of that before. Tell me again. Tell me what those three questions were that all kids are asking. They're all asking, where did I come from? What's my purpose? And what happens after I die? Gosh, I think adults have those questions too. They sure do. You, you got that right. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, is that the answer is not that simple. So 
unpack that for me, Corey. If a kid were to ask us, where did I come from? What would you say? I would say there is a God who made you. You have a God, the Father, who made you on purpose. And he made you to have a relationship with him. He picked you to create and to have a relationship with. And how special is that? He wants you to live here on the earth and worship him and be his own. And then after you die, you can go to heaven with him and you'll be with him forever. And Jesus makes that happen, his son. So I would just approach it that way so that they can be relieved that God has got this all under control, their life, their purpose, and even death. I I love that. I mean, just understanding that this flies in the teaching of what a lot of schools are teaching right now is important for us to remember is that schools are largely teaching evolution as fact, which is that they came from slime and slime has a whole lot less weight in it, Corey, than created by God on purpose for a purpose. Totally different ends to that equation. Absolutely. And you can tell that that children, when they have that positive influence in their life, that, that if they know God, there's a confidence, there's a peace, there's just tools. They're able to handle life. Life is not perfect. Life is not easy. And it doesn't matter how old you are. But to know that there's a God who made you and loves you on, and made you on purpose and loves you and that you're here for a reason because he wants you to be there and he loves you is so freeingly. It, it really is. It, it's wonderful. Well, and then, I mean, Corey, the pandemic has brought up the issue of death straight to the forefront of our kids' minds. No matter how much we've limited the news for them, they're asking that question, what happens when I die and what if I die? And without a good answer to that, there is no hope. Right. The biggest thing that when I first started with Bible to School, we were around kids that had never heard about Jesus before. It was kind of new because they didn't know how to pray, Lee. I mean, I'd say sit down and pray and they would just look at me. They didn't know how to worship because, you know, songs were just crazy songs on the radio. There wasn't anything to their to God or anything beautiful. So it was wild being around people that I, that didn't know who know, know God and they, they didn't know. But they definitely one thing that was common denominator with all of them is they didn't have hope. And that's what we were bringing them. And that's why they were signing up to come over their lunch hour at recess. I mean, you were a second, third, and fourth grader. Would you like sign up for lunch and recess to go once a week to a Bible program? But yet something draws them is Jesus Christ. And it's that hope. One of the things in COVID last year that we had, we were, had online classes and uh, then we were in person as well. But what we found out is that half of the children come to Bible school that have no church home. It was the same in COVID. So they were, it was harder to find us. It was harder to sign up. It was harder to click in. And they still were looking for that hope. So hope is a key, key thing. Children need hope. Well, I think it speaks volumes that we see every year kids willing to forego fun or what could be seen as fun to learn and to find hope to be with this program, which really as an adult in the lives of kids is really important for us to remember is that we think that maybe Jesus is old news, but he's actually still the good news for the world 
and the world is still looking for him and that we as adults in the lives of children, we have this precious gift to hold out for them. I wonder, Corey, as we wrap up here at the end, thinking about the peace that that we can offer to kids today. Do you have any final thoughts about peace for kids in the middle of this crazy generation? Yes. You know, kids take their their cues from adults. And we're, we have, like I said, grand, uh, moms and dads and grandparents and Sunday school teachers and aunts and uncles listening out there. When you take the time to address their fears and address what they need to talk about, and you say, but you know, it's let them get it out. But, but you know, it's okay. God's got that. They just need to know the good news. Like you said, that there is a God who loves them and who made them on purpose and wants a relationship with them. And then all the bad things are happening. God's got that under control. And it's a message that I love to hear myself and children love to hear that too. So take the time to do that with the children in your circle of influence and you will see a big relief. You'll see smiles and you'll see hope, which is what we want. Oh man, do we ever. Well, Corey, I would love it if you would wrap us up in prayer for the parents and the grandparents and the leaders that are listening right now who see the kids without hope and want to help be the ones to tell them. Right. I would love to pray. Please join me. Father God, Lord, you are the God of hope. You are our creator and you made us on purpose and you chose us even before we were born to be in this world, to be yours. And Lord, I pray for all those that are listening that they are able to figure out how to communicate that to the children, to the people that, are, that you have entrusted them with, the little ones that you have entrusted them with. Father, it could be something simple, easy, just encouragement, or just the, just the countenance that they know, that you know, that they are with you, you are with them. And when they see that and they see their cue, Lord, these children will definitely find hope. And I just thank you that we have hope in Jesus Christ. I thank you that you can give hope through other people around us and through your word. Lord, please bless us all and keep us so safe. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I am really grateful that those people who saw the deterioration of families decided that they could do something about it and that God's word held the answers that families and kids need. Praise the Lord. I also know that friends everywhere need to be equipped to know the questions that every child needs answered. So we can tell the children about the hope found in Jesus. If you know a friend that might need to hear this episode, would you take a minute and share it with a friend? Also, it would be so fantastic if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening from. It's a really organic way to help this podcast grow. Thanks in advance for those great reviews. Corey and I would love to see what you would say to the kids in your life who are asking those deep questions. So talk to us. We're hanging out on Instagram and Facebook waiting to hear from you. Now, I can't wait till next week when we'll hear from my friend and Corey's friend, Alex Kendrick. Alex is the movie producer and actor you've seen in movies like Courageous, Facing the Giants, and War Room. And he is passionate about intentionally sharing with children. 
you aren't going to want to miss it. We'll see you next week. And remember, you can tell the children about the hope and love found in Jesus.